You're listening to Hilltop History, a Fort Henry podcast. With your host, JJ and Al. We are driven by our passion for history and untold stories. Join us as we explore Canadian history with a focus on Kingston's cultural heritage. Today, we're stepping behind the limestone walls of Fort Henry National Historic Site. Discover a whole new perspective of the fort as we take you through time. Polish your boots, shine your buttons, and let's begin. Guard and guards! Hello, hello. Welcome to our second episode of season two, Transforming the Fort. So, JJ, do you remember how we first met? Yes, of course I do. Orientation. Uh, You know, I started at Fort Henry in 2016. And at orientation, I was carrying around this massive video camera. Um, I was asked to be the videographer for the day. So I was trying to meet all my new colleagues and enjoy this big event and try to capture the footage as well. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I remember that distinctly. You had a camera on your shoulder that looked like it weighed 50 pounds, uh, <laughs> something that maybe belonged, yeah, something belonged in a, a film museum or something like it was from the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. That was a fun, weird orientation. I remember there were a lot of crazy things going on to kind of get everyone psyched for the season. There was, I think there was a big beach ball that was being, you know, kind of volleyballed everywhere. Uh, someone was dressed up as a clown. I think it might've had to do with Fort Fright or something, yep. but it was, it was, uh, it was, it was a crazy, uh, it was a crazy time for sure. Would you have guessed back then, you know, that we'd be co-hosting a podcast together five years later? I don't know if I could have predicted that. <laughs> Honestly, I did not know what I was in for, um, but I knew the job would be fast paced and, and really exciting. Fort Henry sure is a wild ride. It's, you know, one of the best places to work in terms of always having something to do and uh, having a a day full of excitement. And the listeners learned all about, you know, how I feel about the fort last episode. Uh, But today we're learning about you and how you feel about the fort, JJ. It's your turn in the hot seat. (laughs) Bring it on. I am so happy to connect with our listeners. Some of you might've been thinking, who are these people talking our ears off on this podcast? So now you can get to know us both a little better. Yeah, I'm, I've really uh, loved taking the time to kind of tell our stories to our listeners who've been hearing uh, us talk uh, all this time. So let's dive in. So Jamie Joe, what brought you to the historic site Fort Henry that we both love? I love that question. <laughs> So I am a born and raised Kingstonian. I love the limestone city. Um, I have incredible family and friends here. Um, I I had to come back. I went to school in Ottawa and I I just had to come back. I knew it in my heart. So uh, the first time I was ever at Fort Henry was like many local kids uh, for an overnight experience. I was in grade seven. And I don't know if maybe our teachers had hired someone to prank us or what, but it terrified me. It scared me so much because we swore we 
saw shadows walking by the windows at night and other things. And it was wild, but it was so much fun. Um, and we were able to try on the uniforms and do some drill, uh, and try to march, uh, you know, and all of that great stuff the next day. So anyway, I, uh, I fell, I fell in love with Kingston and, and all of the different parts of Kingston and, and places you can go and things you can see at a very young age. Um, you know, our region has just incredible offerings and experiences and, and places and, you know, what the limestone city and you're surrounded by water. It's amazing. So, um, my role at Fort Henry national historic site is events and operations coordinator. So, um, in summary, I play a large role in revitalizing events and designing new events. And I work with all of the uh, different departments uh, and even business units and other sites to bring recreational and educational experiences to the community. My role is essentially to produce memorable and beautiful and fun, unique experiences uh, for local people, of course, but also for tourists from around the globe. We have visitors from across the world. The biggest thing that I love about my role though, because there's all different aspects of events, right? You have your, your planning stages, your operations and execution, your teardown, you have the communications with the various departments and staff and vendors and all of that. But my absolute favorite thing is to get involved with our vendors and entertainers. So for instance, with beer fest, oh my gosh, I just love it. I love working with people and building these relationships and finding really cool, creative things to do as part of events. We'll, we'll design and add on to events continually and working with those people and our awesome, passionate staff is just so much fun. And I just got such a thrill out of it. It is not a boring job. It is so much fun. Um, it sounds like you just, uh, live and breathe events. <laughs> I know that you have a little bit of a different background from special events that you had a passion for before you started at Fort Henry. So what did you do before you joined the awesome Fort team? Starting a career in events uh, was a was a big switch up for me. Um, I'm actually an ex-journalist, so um, mm. which I still feel like I'm a journalist at heart. I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a news reporter in my uh, very young, actually. I was hired as a news reporter for the local television station in Kingston when I was 19 years old. Um, I worked my way into various video journalist uh, positions uh, anchored the weekend news, uh, did some fill-in spots on radio, uh, then moved on to another great local company and worked my way to host and producer where I was producing lifestyle segments and really fun touching local stories and um, ran live stream events and all sorts of really fun things. So being a host producer journalist, news reporter, writer. Um, you know, I, I always knew I wanted to do something creative and I loved, I loved my jobs. I had a ton of fun. Um, but when this popped up, it just felt right. A contract popped up at Fort Henry for an event coordinator. And I thought, let's see if they give me a shot. And with my former experience, they decided to give me a shot. And now fast forward five years later, I'm so happy that I moved into event coordination and supervising the events department. It's 
so much fun and it's really fulfilling because you get to see not only the joy of the staff, but the visitors and the tourists who come and see us, the experiences that we're able to create, the memories that we help people create is just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Spreading happiness. is just, that's what life's all about, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So as you mentioned, uh, Fort Henry's known for its, you know, creative, dynamic, special events and experiences. Uh, but before we kind of get into the history of what the fort has, uh, has done in terms of events, tell us what kind of events you specifically in your last five years have been a part of um, your time at the fort. Sure. There are many. Um, I'll just highlight, I'll give you a little highlight reel. Um, as I mentioned, I started at the Fort in uh, May 2016. Um, one of my first projects, which I'm still so passionate about today, was uh, that year YGK Craft Beer Fest was rebranded. So I was able to launch all these really cool contests and new photo ops and new partnerships and all sorts of really fun things as part of that event. And we uh, rebranded it and redesigned it to be a totally different experience and layout on the back hill. So it's this gorgeous waterfront site with a natural amphitheater. It's all hills. So no matter where you put your lawn chair or you find a picnic table or you simply lay out a blanket, um, you, you have a beautiful view of the water and the stage. So you're taking in, you know, this live musician and the vibe of the gourmet food trucks and the amazing beer vendors and cider vendors and uh, artisan vendors who are there selling some really great Canadian products and oh it's just the best so rebranding that event well first of all it was wild for me to be a part of because it was my first event and they handed me you know it was big shoes to fill and they handed me this massive event and said we're happy to have you here. Take it and run. And I loved it. I loved it. It was extremely busy. I don't think I slept much that first like couple of months, but it was amazing. So uh, from there, I'm involved with with all of the Ford Henry events. Um, we have a really great, strong team, and we have certain people that are dedicated to um, different seasons. And then my role is to be involved and have my fingers uh, in, in all of them. Um, and then we have people like my colleague Ian Bell, who focuses primarily on our fall programming, um, where he creatively designs and builds every aspect of that massive attraction. So other events include Cannonball Crush, which is this five kilometer obstacle race, which is a blast. Um, in years past, we've hosted live music at the Bistro. We have a gorgeous restaurant in Fort Henry in the Advanced Battery, uh, which would be the upper section of Fort Henry, the upper fort. Um, and we have hosted entertainment there. Um, but I highly recommend people come and visit the fort and go to that restaurant. It's the most beautiful view. And of course, Fort Fright. Oh, Fort Fright has been such a terrific event to run. So much fun, such a massive project, but such a cool experience for everyone involved. We also host USMC, which is the United States Marine Corps shows. Our annual tattoo, which is a beautiful military music um, collaboration show. It's, it's a joint ceremonial. Uh, and then we have sunset ceremonies. With sunset ceremonies, my role there is is more involved with the technical side of things. So we operate the audio um, and the lighting for the show. 
I have also been part of really amazing, beautiful projects that were piloted, such as The Other World, which was a family-friendly experience we launched uh, one fall um, as part of Fort Fright, actually. And also Chill on the Hill Music Fest. We had Rascal Flats, we've had Emerson Drive, Megan Patrick, all sorts of talented, amazing country artists here. And also a previous winter event, uh, which is called Lumina Borealis, which ran for three seasons. I have also been involved with venue rentals uh, that are also events. So that would include things like facilitating paranormal investigations. So groups actually come here, book the site and stay overnight and do paranormal investigations, whether they have a web series or a TV show and those sorts of things. Um, and then and being involved with other TV show shoots. Um, and, and we've even had movies and music videos and everything shot here as well, which is really cool. Um, you know, special events are a huge, huge thing for a historic site. Um, some events capture the history while others are modern and completely opposite from what you would maybe expect at a site like this, but that's what makes them so unique, picturesque and memorable. It's so great. Our events are not only beautiful and memorable and fun to tourists that visit here from all over the world, but they support historic programming too. I won't talk too much about that right yet because I am going to dive in deeper later. Perfect. Yeah. That, you sound like you're a busy gal and there's so much potential for events at Fort Henry, you know, the, the sky's the limit really for, um, kind of the cool creative things that, uh, that you, that you can have a hand in, in designing. Absolutely. So going back in time and what we love to do at the fort, so we know the fort reopened after its restoration to the public in 1938, and it's offered amazing historical experiences, you know, known for its uh, kind of core programming with the Fort Henry Guard. Uh, but what, you know, that's not the only thing, as you've mentioned, that the fort does. So what can you share to us about the history of events uh, at Fort Henry through the 20th century and beyond? For sure. I've had so much fun researching this and also had the pleasure of talking to some previous managers and previous event officials at the fort. Um, I have a document that shows a USMC show back in August of 1954. So that relationship and partnership with them between the Fort Henry Guard and USMC goes back a very long time. In July 57, there's listed that we had our first Armstrong gun competition. Um, there's also documentation around shows with the Kingston Symphony since the 1970s. In 1989, the fort launched an event called Christmas Fortnight. And this included some school choirs and the Kingston Grenadiers were part of it. And there was even an official lighting of the Christmas tree ceremony in the advanced battery. Oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah, I know. I wish I was around for it, but uh, it was before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> I think me too. Uh, 1991 or no, no, 1989. Actually, that was the year I was born. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they did this in celebration of your birth. That's what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and by 1991, they also had an event called All Hallows Eve, which sounds really fun. They also ran a Celtic festival in the past. There's been lots of camps, um, really just a wide range of events. But something that I noticed in doing my research and events happening before my time at the fort is how much Fort Henry and, of course, the Fort Henry Guard were involved in other events in our region. So I'm talking things from the Santa Claus parades to ceremonials to 
anniversary celebrations. The seasons were absolutely packed with events that were held at other attractions in the region. And beyond that, there was also trips to other countries and all sorts of really cool things. I understand there was a royal special event. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, there was. <laughs> Fort Henry actually hosted a royal visit uh, by the Queen's son, Prince Edward, in 2008. June 7th, 2008, to be specific. So um, Prince Edward's visit was the first to the fort since 1959, when his parents, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, stopped for about 20 minutes as part of their cross-country tour. So that must have been so cool to have them here. It was, of course, Prince Edward and Sophie. What are two really cool kind of events that stand out to you that the fort uh, did in the past? If I had to pick two, I would say the Tragically Hip show that was hosted on the Hill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I remember, actually. I remember sitting on my dad's shoulders watching that show. Um, I was quite young. I don't remember what age, but I was just so pumped, and it was such a cool concert. I believe it was my very first concert. And if I had to pick one more, it would probably be the Night at the Museum event that they hosted. So... I guess there was live interpretation as part of this, which included cannon firings, door slams, people in costume involved with the event. And there was a blow up video screen where they were able to play the, play the movie. That sounds really cool, but Oh, there is just a, a massive list of different concerts and, you know, other sport tourism events and cross country championships. And there was a cardboard sled derby in the winter where you had to design your very best sled out of a cardboard box. And you race down the hill for prizes. Uh, oh, that sounds cool. But you're cheating. Yeah. That's the third event. <laughs> I know I'm cheating. Cause I could, like you said, Al, I could talk about them all day. So, <laughs> <laughs> so as you mentioned, Jamie, uh, sometimes people, you know, may think that, you know, a special modern event uh, being hosted at Fort Henry may seem, you know, kind of a strange place to, you know, have a concert or to have a, a, an obstacle race or something like that. So walk us through how events like these that are kind of creative and out of the box are run at the fort. So what special considerations do you think about when uh, designing an event at Fort Henry? There are many many considerations when planning and you know it always starts with health and safety how can we safely operate this event for everyone involved um but of course it's hugely also about respecting the heritage respecting the site there are different opinions about events being run at a national historic site fort henry is part of a unesco world heritage site but the events do support programming in many ways not just financially but when we pull from different demographics and different markets for some of our special event offerings and experiences, they're kind of getting history by osmosis. You know, they're, they're learning about Fort Henry. Um, you know, they're, they're walking through it and walking by it and getting curious and being exposed to this beautiful historic site. And in a lot of cases, people get interested and they want to come explore. They want to come back. They want to bring their families here. They want to learn about this amazing historic site and, and get the real cultural experience. So special events are just a wonderful opportunity to present at a historic site. It supports it in so many great, wonderful ways, but a big part of us 
planning the appropriate events is respecting heritage and working really closely with the teams. So in respecting heritage, we make sure, of course, that any sensitivities are are considered and honored that the site itself is not affected by the event. And that gets right down to nitty gritty details of perhaps we need to support a structure in the dry ditch at Fort Henry. And there may be designated areas where in the mortar between the limestone, we can secure, but other areas where we're not allowed to touch it. Um, and all of these things need to, of course, be approved. That also includes any anchoring or digging um, because when you disturb the grounds at Fort Henry, you know, that's, that's potentially bringing, uh, something forward because, you know, we're not archeologists. We don't need to start <laughs> digging up, uh, things at, at the fort and all of a sudden discovering an artifact or something when we weren't meant to, and not supposed to, it's protecting the site and honoring the site in really beautiful ways. And in many ways as we possibly can, we try to complement the site where, um, there may be a historic element or a programming element that we can pull into a modern event. So there's a, that's a lot of, of thinking that you have to, to put into, to an event, you know, at, at the fort, you know, thinking about the heritage and respecting it, you know, it's, I'm sure there's lots of differing opinions on what is proper respect and what isn't right. And, um, you know, I know during my time at the fort, I've heard a lot, uh, varying degrees of, of opinion on that. So tell us, Jamie, why, why are modern events so integral to the community, you know, locally, nationally, internationally, uh, and kind of how, how do those events fit into uh, the fort's goals and purpose? Well, Truly, it's repurposing the fort for an alternative non-historic offering um, to support the core historic programming and provide wonderful experiences. Really, modern events are so valued at a historic site for awareness, cross-promotion, supporting jobs, um, attracting new audience demographics and markets, having people come and experience this beautiful site in, in otherwise non-traditional ways. Something else that makes me really proud is the economic impact and the fact that these events draw more visitors to the area and often attract different audiences than, you know, who would usually come to a historic site. For example, if we see 20,000 people to an event over a month period, Think of that beautiful benefit to the local economy where local shops and restaurants and other tourism offerings are seeing so many visitors. And we have amazing offerings in our region. The tourism industry here is, is so strong. So I know, you know, in this kind of fast paced modern age we live in, sometimes the slow pace of a museum or something can be, you know, not for everyone, right? Our attention spans are so, so tiny now. Uh, and, you know, I've heard that historic sites kind of doing the traditional thing have been struggling in recent years. So, you know, events can help that. So tell us a little bit about how it can help uh, in this fast paced world we live in. Historic sites across the country can struggle for different reasons and events can certainly help with that. So some obstacles may include lack of funding or community engagement, competing with other attractions and offerings, um, even lack of interest in some cases. And I know I know that there are people that visit the fort annually. That's a yearly tradition for them. Um, while there's others who, you know, came here once and feel like, oh, I've seen it, you know, it, it's good. Um, but, but that's why we have this wide 
range of offerings in this portfolio of events um, because there's so many different things. There's there's something truly for everyone. Um, and even on even on that point that I just mentioned about uh, families and and visitors coming back. Um, you know, we keep things fresh and we continually enhance and add experiences to our programming and all of the historic elements. So, you know, if you haven't been to Fort Henry in a few years, when you come back to see us, there is lots going on and it'll be a neat new experience in many ways. Yeah. Every year is, is, is very different. Yeah. So no matter whether you've been to the fort before or if it's your first time, yeah, as you said, it's fresh. There'll always be something new to experience, which is, which is really cool. So Jamie, what is your absolute favorite part about running an event uh, when it's the day or the night of the event? You know, what's what's the part that really uh, inspires you and fills your heart uh, when you're on the ground running? Oh, good question. I absolutely love and thrive in that super busy, let's do this team, let's get it done environment. I love having a well-planned event in my hands and all these excited staff and vendors and entertainers and partners on site. And even still, even with the most perfectly organized and planned events, the most surprising random thing will pop up and you have to quickly problem solve. And the energy is just incredible. It's amazing. I really enjoy seeing people at the events and, and the expressions and the things that you witness of people experiencing our events is, is really rewarding. It's awesome to talk to guests and hear what they've loved and they'll provide you with valuable feedback. You learn more about your audience, what they desire, where they're from. But honestly, what I like most is what isn't said. It's what I see. It's that it's that pure joy I see on someone's face as they win an outdoor game or they're trying not to spill their craft beer as they belly laugh about something with their friends or watching somebody dancing around in front of the musician, you know, the band is ramping things up on stage and everyone's pumped and the water's in the background. And, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. Um, probably, probably one of the most entertaining moments as well is hearing that high pitched scream as someone flies out of their shoes. We actually had somebody kick out of their shoes last year at Fort Fright. It was epic. Um, mm. <laughs> they lost their <laughs> shoes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, you hear somebody just freak out at Fort Brighter, but in the most joyous way, right? Like that's what people go for. I get so much joy watching people experience what we have to offer. Um, and then when you wrap up an event, it's bittersweet. You feel totally happy, but super exhausted. Yeah, definitely, definitely very fulfilling uh, when, you know, after you're done the day and you can, especially at Fort Henry with that awesome view, you can just kind of relax and breathe and, and just soak it all in. Isn't it great? Mm -hmm. While you've been running an event, have you ever had any of those, uh-oh, moments uh, on site? You know, any big metaphorical event fires that you've had to extinguish, uh, you know, kind of a, a curveball that you've really not seen coming? <laughs> oh yeah. I have to laugh because it's just painfully funny to think about. Um, <laughs> I, I certainly have had a few, I mean, things happen that are out of your control, right? You just try your best to quickly find a solution and you keep moving forward. Um, a good example is one year, I believe it was 2017. Um, we hosted Celtic kitchen party. We knew uh, the week leading up to the event that there was a risk of rain and we were crossing our fingers for, 
for good weather. And uh, of course, get to the day of the event and we're watching the weather like hawks in case we need to shut down this event. And of course, all of a sudden the wind picked up and it started torrential downpouring. Uh, we evacuated the site safely. And once everybody was away from the site, I remember sitting in the events van and watching the tent, one of our tents, get so heavily weighed down by the rain and the wind ripping it around that the tent just started to slowly fall. And no, I was like, no. yeah, it was so sad to watch this. Yeah. This stuff just happens. Events can be wild. Um, other than that, it's just other little things here and there. It's common to be in the middle of an event. And I don't know, you run out of you run out of ice and someone needs to run to the store and grab, you know, 20 bags of ice. And then maybe a staff member all of a sudden has a bit of a headache or something. So you need to rejig your staffing plan and then make sure that that staff member has a safe ride home and just things like that. Things pop up, things happen. But when you wear an event coordinator hat, you have to be able to move quick on your feet and make decisions very fast. <laughs> well, yeah, flexibility and adaptability. That's definitely what you need to, to run these big scale events. And, you know, definitely the weather, you know, is probably the biggest obstacle and uncontrollable thing uh, at the fort, you know, being up high on that hill. Yeah, the storms and the weather can just be crazy, eh? Mm -hmm. At your time at the fort, what has been the largest scale event you've hosted? I believe it would be Lumina Borealis. Um, it was a really neat, magical nighttime experience that we held in the winter. Um, its first year in 2016 saw 60,000 people, which was incredible. Um, it, it ran for three seasons and, and the event no longer runs, not all events work and, but you don't know until you try it. Right. Another big event that I love being involved with is Fort Bright. So we've run it for for 13 seasons and it's a really big project. It's so much fun to build and to operate. Our staff really enjoy it. We have a ton of fun. Our visitors have an amazing time. The setup team and the events team and admissions and retail and everyone, the scare actors are so incredible. And oh my gosh, our maintenance and operations department at Fort Henry are the hardest working, amazing group of people who help us build these amazing scare structures. And, um, you know, they, they do things for all of our events from cannonball crush to beer fest to Fort fright to everything. But, um, for that event specifically, oh my gosh, they are so wonderful to, to work in collaboration with events. Um, and the, in the other really large event that I would mention is chill on the hill music fest, which we ran for a couple of years. The first year we hosted rascal flats, which was so cool. Their show was so well done. It was absolutely beautiful. The guys were so nice. And even some of our staff got to be involved with the production, which was super rewarding, uh, for all of their hard work. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. We've talked about the past and present of events. So now let's talk the future. What are some goals you have personally uh, for your work at Fort Henry and for special events? Uh, and also kind of some big goals of the organization as a whole. That's a big question. I love it. Uh, really it's to the goal is to continue to offer amazing, memorable and unique experiences. Um, we welcome guests from around the world to our historic site and we, of course, love our regular attendees um, in our local community and our amazing 
surrounding markets and audiences. We really have something for everyone. I would love to keep it that way. That's a big goal of mine, uh, you know, to bring even more great experiences to Kingston. We have family-friendly events, date night events, events for the foodies, for the music lovers, you name it, we got it. And we're excited to have uh, even more really cool offerings coming your way. So, and, you know, following up on that, you know, I'm going to dig a little deeper with you, Jamie. If if rules didn't apply, you know, and, and if money was no object, you had, an, had an unlimited budget, what are your dream event ideas that you can share with us and you know disclaimer this these aren't necessarily going to happen at the fort but you know if if you could design anything what would it be oh my gosh yes i have all the ideas um and yeah you're right (laughs) i don't want to get anybody excited but some of these ideas will sound absolutely bonkers and wouldn't work for certain reasons but i love dreaming up these creative little event babies um so something that i've wanted to do for a very long time is a paintball course throughout the fort this wouldn't work you know because it's messy and it could potentially damage or mess things up so that wouldn't happen but who knows maybe we could do something less disruptive like a massive laser tag event or something like that you never know um i also want to do a big halloween costume party and concert like a giant dance with electric lighting and just all of this really cool vibe to if you've been in our lower fort you can picture how cool a concert down there would be um i also (laughs) and this one i have wanted to do since i was a kid i did think about this when i was a kid i wanted to build a massive slide from the top of fort henry hill by the advanced battery down to lake ontario and create this big water slide (laughs) into the oh, lake. That would be nuts. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? That would be so much fun. But I guess that's not really an event. That's just a fun childhood dream of mine. <laughs> well, as I said, the sky's the limit, right? And uh, usually the the best ideas just start as something kind of almost unimaginable, but then they happen, right? Totally. Yep. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Never stop dreaming, Jamie. We need you to, to keep us uh, dreaming big and you know, someone, especially in your role, uh, it's important that uh, you're there and will always be the realist to kind of pull pull you back down from the clouds. But uh, I know I'm also one of those kind of dreamers too with um, with the cultural uh, programming at the fort. So I hear you there. Of course. That's why we get along so good. Yeah, exactly. And well, that's my last question for you, Jamie. Uh, we're done. Okay. That's it. That's all. Great questions, buddy. <laughs> Well, I'm, uh, did you have fun, uh, sharing some of your event babies with us today? I did. You know, what's funny because I was a journalist for years. I usually don't get nervous for interviews because I did them all the time, but I was a little nervous today having you interview me. Yeah. It's, it, it's weird uh, talking about yourself, right? Yeah. It's funny just talking about yourself for, for a while, but that was a lot of fun. And I hope that our listeners enjoyed and feel that they got to know myself a little better. And if you haven't listened to episode one, when you got to know Al, uh, you know, tune into that one as well. Yeah, definitely. Thank you again, Jamie, for sharing your story with us. Next episode, listeners, will be speaking with one of the most knowledgeable scholars of Fort Henry. You do not want to miss this episode. And for today, this is JJ and Al standing down. <laughs>